Well, hey there, everybody. This is Corey, and you are listening to the Chasing Better podcast. So glad that you are with us today. And uh, I got a really good friend that I'm going to introduce here in just a minute, and we're going to talk about a fun topic. I actually discussed this very topic with a friend several weeks ago, but uh, we're going to talk about it from a different perspective here today. And uh, yeah, if you're new to the podcast, welcome. Glad that you're here with us. Uh, my name is Corey. I'm an author. I'm a coach. Just someone that's out there trying to make a difference and help people live their best life, and that's what we do. So uh, today, I, I've got a really good friend, and his name is Jason. And uh, I'm going to have Jason uh, introduce himself here in just a second and tell you a little bit about him and his family and, and what he does. But this is um, Black History Month, and I, I'll be honest. You know, as as a straight white male uh it from a very small town in northern illinois that had one african-american in my whole high school in the entire four years that i was there um i've been through seasons of my life where i'm sure that i have been unaware of things that were going on all around me just because it wasn't uh, a focus and jason if i'm not mistaken you're also a white, straight male. Is that correct? That is correct. You yeah, I'm pretty. Male. I'm pretty good at ascertaining those things. Like, <laughs> you know, I I can normally spot someone's whiteness right as soon as I see them. Like that's a gift I have. Like if I look at someone, I can tell that's a white dude. Like I just know. <laughs> so yeah, and even a, yeah. But so tell us a little bit about about you, about your your wife, your family, you know, what you do for work, just to get to by way of introduction, let people know who we're talking to today. Yeah, for sure. I uh, appreciate being here and connecting with your community and uh, just having a conversation with you today. And uh, we actually live uh, in Maryland. We're right outside of Washington, D.C. And we're right now, I, I want to say we're in the thick of the winter. Um, but it's funny because yesterday was like 65 degrees and today's like 32 degrees and it's going to snow. Uh, so it's a little, you know, it's a little weird as far as the weather here uh, now. But we uh, live on a farm right outside of D.C. We've got 10 chickens. We've got two barn cats. We've got a really big uh, golden retriever. Uh, we're loving it out here. Um, I have two little girls that love the farm. Uh, they love the city as well. Uh, one is six, one is four. And then I have a wonderful, beautiful wife. We've been married for going on 13 years. Awesome. Awesome. Well, great. So you've got, uh, you've got two daughters. Uh, yes. About them because I feel like one, one of, um, one of those daughters is why we're even on this is this podcast. Um, yeah. And I, and I want to, I want to talk about that for a second um, because I'm guessing that the story of her has kind of made you maybe think differently about this whole topic. And I could be totally assuming that, but I, I I'm just guessing that's the case. So talk about your two daughters and, um, and then we'll go from there. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, my first daughter, her name is Justice. She's six years old and she actually came into our family through adoption. She was born uh, in Baltimore City, uh, which is also where I was born. And uh, about four years ago, 
we had a miracle baby through um, a biological, and her name is London, and she is about to turn five. And um, Justice is African American, uh, and then London, of course, is white. And so, it it has been, um, man, an honor and a privilege as a white male to raise uh, a child of a different race. So the word like to describe our family is transracial, which is something that I wasn't even aware of, you know, even growing up and thinking about, you know, what would your family look like? What are, you know, races and ethnicities and different things like that. And it's something that we have learned about. Um, It's something that we have, um, it's opened up, it's enriched our life so much and opened up our horizons when it comes to relationships, when it comes to privilege, when it comes to uh, race and ethnicity in so many ways. So how has, you know, having justice in your family, um, how has that changed you as a man, and obviously she's your daughter, she's every bit as much of a daughter as, uh, as London is, and that's the way it works for all of those. I've got lots of friends that have adopted um, children, and, and really the race doesn't, doesn't matter, it's, the, it's your child. Um, yeah. How has having, um, how has having justice helped you to maybe view this differently, or, or has it at all? Or have you always been awakened to this reality of privilege, of injustice? It's kind of interesting. Her name is Justice. Have you always yeah. been aware that there's been inequality in the world, that there hasn't been equal opportunity? Has that always been something you've known or has that heightened since having justice? Yeah, uh, I appreciate you asking that. And it's so funny. I've actually been thinking about that a lot this week. And, you know, just with it being February and Black History Month. And I, I remember my first best friend in elementary school uh, was actually a, a Black kid named Daryl. And so thankfully, growing up, I... Um, I didn't, I didn't grow up in, in, so to speak, like a racist family. Um, and so I was very open. The high school I went to was very diverse. The places that I lived were very diverse. However, I'm saying all that to say, now that I'm a, a father of a child of a different race, it has made me aware, I think, of what I wasn't necessarily naturally aware of before. And that is the whole privilege, the idea of privilege and the idea of, you know, as a white male, I, I mean, it, it's not my fault. It's nothing that I did, but I'm automatically coming to the table with some kind of privilege where somebody who isn't a white male doesn't get that privilege. <laughs> right. Um, you know, and it's, it's, and it just, it's naturally, it naturally just happens. It is what it is in this world. And it's nobody's fault that they don't, not necessarily don't know about it, but the quicker that you can become aware of that uh, is better. And the way you do that 
I heard this one podcast that talked about tribes and when, you know, how we have different tribes and different right. comfort zones of families that we live in. And it, our life is more enriched and more beneficial when we step outside of our tribe to realize difference and to realize uh, privileges and to realize tensions and different things like that. Right. And so the, 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 the best thing that it's done for me and for us as a family is now we just think differently, Corey. Like, honestly, we, we have such a filter that we didn't have before as far as diversity. Um, even we're thinking, you know, we, I remember we did this uh, activity when we were going through the adoption process and we had all these colored beads um, like you would make a necklace with. And then there was a sheet with so many questions and it said like, um, you know, what, what race is the doctor that you go to put that color bead? What is the majority of race of like the grocery store or the place you go shopping? Put that color bead. Um, the 10 of your closest friends, like put that color bead, you know, it's asking all these different things of different areas in your life. And then, you know, we, Shelly and I realized that we had the same color bead at the end. And so the thing is, if we're not, if you're not intentional, if we're not intentional in realizing it, we can end up living a homogeneous life. And that's, you know, I'm just, I believe that God created us in all different colors, all different backgrounds from all different places. And it's just a beautiful thing to celebrate and to learn about races and cultures. And, you know, before we didn't do it on purpose, but our life was incredibly white you know and so now even honestly like when we're thinking about what doctor we go to what grocery store we go to when our kids want to do extracurricular activities we're we're looking for non-white doctors we're looking for non-white dentists we're looking for uh extracurricular dance classes ballet classes that aren't going to be just all white people because we want our daughter to begin to visualize herself, um, people that look like her, to visualize herself as a leader in different areas and different um, uh, professions of life. We want her to be able to see those things. And, you know, if I'm honest, without justice in our life and, and before adopting a child of a different race, you know, I don't know necessarily that naturally we thought like that. Yeah. You know, that's such a, a a great perspective. And, you know, one thing that I've learned that, you know, people can make all kinds of changes. You know, we, we live in a world that now you can change professions, you can change your income, you can change your job. Uh, you can change a lot of things. Uh, you can't change your race. Right. You, you are what you are. And, you know, for me, it's, it's, it's kind of a crazy thing because I, I am what we have been talking about. I am a straight, white, Caucasian person, male. Like I, women in our, in our society have been mistreated badly. I mean, they just became a, legalized to vote, what, in the last hundred years, right? Yeah, yeah. Obviously, those of different sexual orientation have felt marginalized before. Sure. Yeah. People of different race, certainly, you know, I put this on Facebook a couple days ago. I've never known the look 
of someone not wanting me to be in a store because I'm white. I've sure. never known that. I, I've never had that happen to me. I've yeah. never been walking down a street and have people walk the other way. And you know what's crazy is I've noticed in myself, and this is a moment where I, I really honestly think that there are people out there that don't – I don't think that there are people that are blatantly – I mean, I think there are definitely people that are blatantly racist, but I think that the vast majority of people don't think that they are, but that we all probably do things to show inadvertent prejudice more than sure. we realize. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Something that I heard that I was even caught myself saying the other day that I was like, huh, why do I say that? Mm -hmm. And a lot of it is just because, like, for example, black and white. You know, we say, oh, that's black and white. And what we're insinuating is, you know, the, for, it's, there's right and there's wrong. Why, why is it that, that the right. color is insinuated with wrong and the light color is insinuated with right? There are, there are different things like that in our normal vernacular that I've just heard for a long time as, oh, that's just yeah. the way we talk. But it shouldn't be. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So as we kind of move towards kind of wrapping this up. Cause I, I know we can't fix all this in one podcast, but as a straight white Caucasian man. Yeah. How can we make this better? Yeah. And, and what can we do to advance the cause of those that feel marginalized, that feel that they don't have an equal shot that feel like, it isn't fair. How do we help? And how do we, not that there's this problem that we have to solve, but what can we do if, if it's true that we are privileged, which I think we are, what's our responsibility with that? And how can yeah. we make a difference? That's a great question. I love that you're asking that. And just that we're, you know, even talking about this and providing, you know, people just thinking through this and a couple things you know come to mind and how I try to position myself daily and all the time again because you know it's so near and dear to our house our hearts because it's part of our family you know number one I would say is just be when it comes to the issue of race and difference and culture and racism just be a learner um, and just ask questions don't be afraid to ask questions and do it kind of, you know, if you can envision going through life with, with your white knuckles, you know, just so tense and always fisted and ready, you know what I mean, to prove yourself or to whatever. And the difference between opening your hands and being soft and kind is just, man, ask questions. There's so many things, Corey, that I don't know about black culture and that Shelly doesn't know about that we immediately like gathered up all of our friends um, who were uh, who were in black culture or just non-white and we just started asking questions you know what about this what would it look like if if would it be even when where we moved I went to uh, my my friends in the black community and I just said hey is this wrong that I'm thinking this way? Is it okay if justice goes to this school? Should we be thinking about this? Because I realize there's a perspective that I just do not have. 
you know, and I need to ask about it. Now it can be as serious as that. Or honestly, Corey, we don't know how to do hair. And so Shelly, we just ask, we looked on YouTube. We asked so many black women, like, what are things about hair? What are difference? And so just be a learner and be open to learning um, just about what you don't know and being okay with that. And I think your approach to when, when you ask and you're asking questions and you're curious, I think you're approached um, way better um, than sometimes when we unintentionally say things or do things that could come across offensive. And the other thing I would say that is, that is super helpful, and I try to do this personally, even when I'm alone, is to just put yourself, because again, as a white person, it's very hard for us to put ourselves somewhere unintentionally where other people don't look like us or where we don't necessarily have the privilege. We have to do that intentionally most of the time. And so there are times throughout throughout the weeks, throughout the months, where if I'm traveling or if I'm going somewhere, I intentionally put myself in settings where I'm the minority uh, so that I can sit with that and understand what it feels like and think of, and just reflect and process on what I might be feeling and how someone that's a minority race feels like that often. Yeah. Man, that's such a good, that's such a good perspective. And, uh, I, you know, I think part of the catalyst for me even doing this was I, I realized that there have probably been things that um, I've been a part of that or that I've said even unknowingly that have sure. been hurtful. And um, I, there's nothing that I can do to, to change that. And I, I don't believe that it came from a place of intentionally wanting to hurt someone, but that doesn't mean, you know, if, if I unintentionally hurt someone, it's still hurting and that's yeah. still wrong. And I also just believe that I have not been an advocate like I should have been. Sure. And it's kind of like, I, I don't think there's anything that any of us can do about what we didn't do yesterday. It's about what we do moving forward and how we can make a difference. And, Endeavoring. Yeah. You know what's crazy is the more my mind has been thinking about these kind of things, the more I notice it. Yeah, definitely. Like before it was just, you know, and now I'm hearing what people say and I'm watching what people do and I'm like, God, this sucks. Mm -hmm. This just sucks and it's real and it exists. Yeah. And so I again, none of us can do anything about our whiteness. We are white and we should be proud of who we are. It is, I, don't, I don't feel like I have to, or it's my responsibility to apologize for being white. I am white. I can't change the fact that I'm white. Yeah. But if I am privileged, I do believe that I have a responsibility to help make sure that that is not the case, meaning yeah. that we can fight so that everybody does. I do believe that the success of every person is up to them. However, some people have a much better chance of success than others. Yeah. Yeah. It's and, true. And that's not the way it should be. And yeah. I hope for all of us that when we get to be older and justice is in the college and she is getting into the workforce and my girls are as well, that women are, 
treated equally in pay and in, um, mm-hmm. in everything. And people that are minority are the same. And I've got a long way to go and I'm committed to learning. And, and I just wanted to say thanks for jumping on here. And I know you feel the same way. And um, it's so great what you and Shelly do. And I just wanted to say thanks for jumping on and for helping us. And, you know, maybe this last thing would be one practical thing. I know you've shared several, but those that are listening, hey, this month, Black History Month, you're a white person. What's something that you can do this month? Yeah, I mean, something, something. I mean, really, just what is some small things that you can do with kind of your talents or your platform or something, your voice? One of the things that I'm doing, and it's not like, oh, this this like rocket science thing, but it's something I can do. So I've decided for every day for the month of February, I'm posting on my Instagram and social media uh, someone from the black community that inspires me. And those are people from history. Those are like celebrities or they're my really good friends. Um, and I'm going to do it for, you know, what is it? Is it? This is leap year, right? So it's 29 days. That is correct. 29 days. <laughs> Black history month. Yeah, great. Yes. So, I mean, it's something simple, but again, it's a way that I can use my platform and my voice to elevate, you know, leadership in the Black culture and celebrate Black History Month. Um, it's a small way and who knows how that could inspire or that could get somebody thinking about the, you know, doing the same thing. Man, that's so great. Well, thanks for your time, man. I appreciate it. And for those, for everybody else that is here, I just, I really want to encourage you today to go be kind to somebody, go find somebody that's different than you go find somebody that is a different race than you and be nice and learn about them and understand where they come from. I truly believe that, we live in a great country. I, I know that we're divided. I know that it's a rough time. Uh, and, and this is not a podcast about the cause of all those things. But I do believe that I believe in the goodness of people. I really do. And I believe that we can create a culture that creates even footing for every race and every gender, regardless of who you love that we can create a culture that allows people to have equal footing. And, I, and that is worth fighting for. So, Jason, thanks, man. Thank you, Bed. My pleasure. This has been the Chasing Better podcast. If this is something that added value to you today and uh, you, you liked it and got something out of it, I encourage you to hit share. Obviously, love when people review or give us ratings on uh, iTunes or wherever the place that you listen to this is. I really, truly hope that this is something that adds value. We are dedicated to helping people become the best version of themselves every single day. Until next time, keep chasing better, everybody. Take care.